KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Tuesday, January 26th. How Governor Newsom has tackled environmental issues over the past two years, we'll have that next. But first, let's do the headlines. Outdoor dining can resume once again in San Diego. The state lifted regional stay-at-home orders on Monday. The changes come as California officials say projections show ICU availability improving over the next few weeks. Additional restrictions will be lifted as case rates go down. San Diego County Supervisors are set to vote this week on whether to allow marijuana businesses in unincorporated areas. That would reverse a ban on those businesses enacted in 2017 when Republicans held a majority on the Board of Supervisors. Now, with Democrats in charge, supervisors plan to vote on Wednesday to start drafting regulations. A final vote will take place later this year. The second of three winter storms expected this week blew through San Diego County on Monday with high winds, considerable rainfall and snow, even some hail. The blustery weather forced the Petco Park Vaccine Superstation to close for all of Monday and partially this morning. People who had Petco Park vaccination appointments on Monday are being rescheduled for Thursday. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. While statewide stay-at-home orders have been lifted, San Diego County remains in the state's most restrictive purple reopening tier. KPBS's Matt Hoffman reports on what local officials had to say. We don't want to change the trajectory we're on. San Diego County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher says lessening of restrictions is a good step. In the purple tier, restaurants can once again resume outdoor dining and personal care businesses can start taking customers inside with precautions. We have a, a long way to go. Uh, before the red tier, but opening the purple tier will hopefully provide some relief. With the regional stay-at-home order now gone, County Public Health Officer Dr. Wilma Wooten could have chosen to be more restrictive. I think it is time for businesses to uh, be able to start having some hope, and I think the move made today uh, was a reasonable one. The governor was asked Monday if a recall campaign and pressure from lawsuits influenced his decision to lift some restrictions. Yeah, that's just complete utter nonsense. So let's just dispense with that. That story from KPBS's Matt Hoffman. And staying with the governor, environmental experts are giving mixed reviews on Governor Gavin Newsom's two years in office. Some say he's made important steps on climate change, but others are saying he's largely been playing defense. As part of a CAP radio series on Newsom this week, Ezra David Romero explains why advocates say now is the time for the governor to show where he really stands on the environment. Back in September, while wildfires and the pandemic were raging, Newsom captivated 
the world's attention with a bold new climate goal. He ordered the new car and truck market to be zero emission by 2035. The opportunity is limitless for the state of California to compete, not only nationally, but to compete globally. That really was very important. Dan Sperling with the UC Davis Institute of Transportation Studies says the clean car target was a big deal for the state's climate goals. That actually got a lot of attention, not only California, but internationally. And a lot of other countries are now imitating that target. While Newsom's gotten a lot of praise for transportation goals, he hasn't exactly been known as a champion environmentalist. Catherine Phillips is the director of Sierra Club California. To the environmental community, it's been a disappointment. Initially, he wasn't talking about climate change at all. Then he started talking about it. Then he had to deal with all the fires. He says he's going to accelerate everything and then sort of put the brakes on. But some would argue that Newsom's lack of environmental progress may be because he was playing defense against the Trump administration's repeated attempts to roll back policies. 2020's record-setting wildfire season was also a major distraction. Although Newsom did help create a state-federal partnership to reduce wildfire risk, he also proposed a billion dollars for wildfire prevention in a recent budget, but... A billion dollars is not going to go very far. UC Berkeley Forestry Advisor William Stewart says a billion dollars is chump change because so many agencies want the funds and there are so many potential projects. We may need to do something different than kind of the small-scale projects that we historically know how to do. There needs to be some people with kind of a skunk works approach. Can, can we look at doing this a different way? Another area where environmentalists say Newsom has fallen short is in water management, says Deborah Sivas, an attorney with the Stanford University Environmental Law Clinic. She says the state's fragmented water bureaucracies could be corralled into one agency, and he needs to make sure farms and cities are getting water needs met. Let's reform water. It's hard, right? And there are a lot of entrenched interests. But if you really want to have the mantle of environmental champion, this is his time to do it. And it just feels like we're just not getting anything revolutionary. Advocates like Phillips of Sierra Club California criticized Newsom for not taking bold action and for being more like Governor Jerry Brown, who was known for his incremental approach to policymaking. A sense among many people that incrementalism isn't the thing they want. They want change. They want clean air. Especially young people want to stop worrying about what the future is going to bring in terms of climate change. In talking to advocates and experts, it's clear they're more interested in what Newsom can do moving forward. Alvaro Sanchez, environmental equity director for the Greenlining Institute, says Newsom needs to phase out fossil fuels faster. He says that will help meet the state's climate goals and improve life for Californians in polluted parts of the state. What I would recommend is not only to hear, but to believe what folks are saying and to really incorporate what they are asking for into our actual strategies. With a new presidential administration focused on equity and climate change, Sanchez says the cap is now lifted off the governor. He says this is Newsom's time to meet the moment and be bold on the environment. And that story from CAP Radio's Ezra David Romero. Tomorrow, we'll bring you a segment on how Governor Newsom has tackled homelessness over the past two years. And you can find more on this series at capradio.org slash Newsom. Coming up, the Southern District of California has pushed a plan to diversify the jury pool. We'll have more on efforts to overhaul the federal court procedures next, just after this break.
KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. When a new administration takes power in Washington, there's usually a shakeup among federal prosecutors around the nation. Up in L.A., for instance, the U.S. attorney appointed by former President Trump has just resigned. But here in San Diego, there's more of a fundamental issue about federal court procedures that's coming under fire. The U.S. District Court for the Southern District of California has published its plan to increase the diversity of jurors. But critics say the proposal will not a racial imbalance that has existed for decades. To discuss that review, Voice of San Diego reporter Maya Sri Krishna spoke with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Kavanaugh. Here's that interview. Maya, the court's plan was submitted for public comment last month. What kind of reaction did it get? So several different groups, including a group of federal defense attorneys who work in the district, um, community organizations, and then law professors and social scientists from around the country all submitted letters expressing concern that the district was not doing several best practices to help diversify its juries and ensure that they're actually representative of the community that it's serving. So one of the biggest criticisms um, that was present in all the letters was that the district was planning to continue its use of only voter registration lists as its sole source um, to pull candidates for its master jury wheel, when it's generally recommended to use other lists in addition to that, like DMV records or a state list of tax filers. So why would limiting the jury pool to the names on voter rolls, why would that tend to limit Black and Latino representation? So voter registration including in San Diego County, tends to skew older and it tends to skew white. So that leaves out a lot of people and not just Black and Latinos, but also even, you know, some younger white people and um, Asians. So what these letters show, they did an analysis of court reports that have come out every year that track the representation in the master jury wheel. And they found that between 1999 and 2019, you know, only pulling from voter rolls resulted in only 62.2% of expected African-American citizen representation in the district's jury. Now, is the method of selecting the jury pool different from one federal district court to another? Yes. So something that I learned in the story, and I think a lot of people don't know, is that local court jurisdictions actually have a lot of say in how they form their master jury wheel, which is like the big wide pool of potential jurors that they select who get summons from. And according to these letters, they did an analysis of the other federal district courts in California. And the Southern District of California was the only court that was only using voter registration. All of the other federal district courts were at least using DMV records to supplement that. So according to these criticisms in these letters that were sent to the federal district court here in San Diego, the main problem hampering diversity on federal juries isn't due to what we might think of as strikes made by lawyers during jury selection, but to who's in the jury pool itself. Is that right? Well, I think all these experts think that those strikes are problematic as well. Um, But their point was sort of that a lot more attention is given to the strikes and less attention is given to the fact that there are skewed numbers of 
people coming into that jury selection process to e- before you even get to the strike process. So the people who are getting summons, the people who are arriving at the courthouse to potentially be selected, those groups are also not representative of the actual community. And if that's not representative, then you can't even you know get to the next phase um, and have it be potentially fair. How long have critics here been concerned about the lack of diversity on federal juries? So I think it's been an issue for quite a while, um, especially for defense attorneys and community organizations that represent some of the groups that often end up um, as defendants in these criminal proceedings. But I know back in 2017, several of these same organizations sent letters once again to the Southern District of California, basically requesting that they start adding DMV roles and other records to supplement their master jury wheel list in addition to just using voter registration lists. So that's, you know, been a discussion for at least a couple of years now. Former San Diego County Public Defender Genevieve Jones-Wright submitted her criticism to the Southern District with a commentary on why a diverse jury pool is essential. What did she have to say? Genevieve basically was saying that the jury pool really needs to represent the community, especially given who is in these proceedings in court. You know, people who do not have similar backgrounds to the defendants will have a different perspective on, you know, maybe why they committed the crime or, you know, their interactions with a police officer or things like that, that someone who is maybe white and wealthier would have a different outlook on because they've had completely different experiences with police. They, you know, maybe haven't had to have ends meet. So, you know, she felt that it was really important in order to commit to racial equality and justice and inclusion that the juries also be representative of the community. And has there been any reaction at all from the federal district about these criticisms? Uh, I reached out to the chief judge um, in the Southern District of California, and he declined to comment for this story. He said that since the plan is sort of still in the public comment phase, they don't feel comfortable discussing it yet because no final decision has been made on the plan. That was Voice of San Diego reporter Maya Shri Krishna speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Kavanaugh. And that's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, 
we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.